Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I will cover the tiny country of Monaco. It sits on the French Riviera. It's so small, it's only two square kilometers. It's smaller than Central Park in New York City. So France borders Monaco on the north, west, and east, and to the south, it's the Mediterranean Sea. The country attracts very wealthy people as there's no income tax. 80% of the population are actually wealthy foreigners that have relocated. It also has a very high life expectancy, one of the highest in the world, with 89.5 years. So many of the residents like to remain anonymous, but there are some that you may recognize. Bono from U2 and Ringo Starr from The Beatles and his wife. Also, there's many Formula One drivers that live in Monaco because one of the best Formula One races every year is actually held in Monaco. And we'll, we'll touch on that later. So what else about Monaco? It is very safe. There are 73 policemen per resident. And I know that sounds crazy. But remember, there's not that many residents in Monaco. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of tourists. There's a lot of people visiting. But that is a very high police-to-resident ratio. There's security cameras everywhere in Monaco. And I actually noticed them when I was there. They're very visible. You know that you're on camera and they're watching everything. So people do feel pretty safe there. Monaco has no military defense. So in, in time of war, France is actually responsible to defend Monaco. They also have no airport. So Nice is the closest airport that you would fly into. They do have heliports and they get so busy. There's times where like every 20 minutes there's a helicopter landing in Monaco. So that's the probably um, very preferred method of transportation for the wealthy. I've always stayed in Nice in an apartment and visited Monaco. The train from Nice is only about 20 minutes and costs about 7 euro. I was asked to do a podcast on Monaco because it's a destination a lot of people are very interested in, or at least curious about. Some people have it on their bucket list, and so I had made a comment on my niece podcast that it was not the most beautiful destination. And so I guess I would describe it maybe not as the most beautiful, but it is the most glamorous. It's not colorful like Nice or Monton, but it has a special charm, and I'm going to share some ideas that would make your trip to Monaco amazing. So to start, I'll share some films that have really highlighted Monaco. There's two. One is To Catch a Thief, and this was in 1955. It was a Hitchcock crime movie, and Grace Kelly and Cary Grant were in it. And then two years later, Grace Kelly married... Prince Ranier of Monaco. Although they have both passed, their son, Prince Albert, is the current ruler of Monaco. The other movie that I would mention is Ocean 12 that came out in 2010. And this is a crime heist. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and Matt Damon were in it. And it moves across many regions in the U.S. and Europe. But there were a lot of scenes that were actually shot in Monaco at the famous casino. So that would be fun to watch to get a feel for the country. So let me talk about some of the best hotels, because there are some beautiful places in Monaco. The absolute number one hotel in Monaco is Hotel de Paris. 
And this is about in the summer, like in June, about 1800 a night. They have a gorgeous rooftop pool and bar. They also have an indoor pool and spa. And I think it's shared with the number two hotel, the Hermitage. There is, it's, um, that spa would be open like seven to nine at night. And you can pay as an outsider 150 euros to actually go for the day. And they bring in seawater from very deep in the ocean and about 400 meters offshore. So it's really a luxury experience, but it might be kind of fun, especially if you were visiting the south of France in the winter to be able to go to the spa and enjoy it for the day. So the number two hotel I just mentioned, the Hotel Hermitage, and that's about 1200 a night in June. And then if you go down a notch, there's the, they have a Fairmont and they have a Le Meridian and that's on the beach and they run about five to 600 a night. So these are some of the options that you would have if you wanted to stay actually in Monaco. I'll also touch on some of the beaches and pools that you can visit. So they have something very unique. There's a Monte Carlo beach hotel and this hotel has an Olympic size heated pool that's right on the beach and people go you don't have to be staying at the hotel you can go as you know a visitor and get a day pass and they have a beautiful large pool with unbelievable views of the ocean and they also have a restaurant it's called the deck so it kind of overlooks this beautiful olympic sized pool and you can sit there and have a really nice meal another place you could go is called le note blue and that's on Lavrado Beach. And this is like a traditional South of France beach club. It's gorgeous. They, this place is unique in that they have top jazz playing Wednesday through Sunday nights. It's just a, a very good vibe and I highly recommend that place. Another place that you may have even heard of is Nikki Beach. So Nikki Beach is kind of like a chain of kind of high end beach clubs. They have many locations around the world. I actually would pass on this one. The Nikki Beach is on the roof of the Fairmont Hotel. And even if you're staying at the Fairmont, you have to actually pay for club access. And I've heard they have like little kids and their DJs and it's just a weird environment. Um, so I would probably pass on Nikki Beach, even though it is very pretty. I think you have other options. One thing I do want to mention is on the beach at the Meridian, when there's special events going on, such as the Grand Prix, they have a pop-up beach club. And I've heard it is basically a club, a real club with DJs and gourmet food. And it starts in the day or late in the day and goes on late in the evening. So that would be just fun to know about. If I think about where can you eat in Monaco? I mean, they have such a huge selection of high-end restaurants. So if you think of Michelin star restaurants, you can always name, you know, one or two in some cities. In Monaco, they have so many. You have to pick like a cuisine. They have French Michelin star restaurants, Japanese ones, steak, Mediterranean. That's how many you have to look at them by kind of cuisine. But you can also find mid-priced restaurants. There's bistros and places to get pizza and salad for 20 or 30 euro. But there, there's, there are a few budget places. You just have to look a little harder. 
Um, Grubbers is one of those, and they sell burgers and chips, and they're on Rue Princess Caroline. And so you can find that place. But there have a couple more. There's definitely some crepe places and where you can get a nice crepe or, you know, small places where you can grab sandwiches and coffee. Now I'm going to move to some of the best things to see if you're in Monaco. The first thing is the District of Monte Carlo. And this is where people and car watching, it's just a thing. I mean, you will find the Hotel de Paris and the casino right here. It's in a square. But you will see so many fancy cars and people all dressed up in this area. And other than this showy area, Monte Carlo is actually a very relaxed lifestyle. So it's pretty different from other destinations where very rich people live. So for example, Monaco is like old world glamour and very welcoming. So while the cars could be extremely impressive, it's not uncommon to see them very dirty. And after a rain, you'll see them pulling up on curbs and in parking in muddy areas. And it, it feels like that people aren't so much out to impress. It's just really their lifestyle, which, you know, is kind of different than other areas where very wealthy people are. The population in Monaco is actually decreasing as many of the new wealthy and younger people are choosing Dubai. And they're doing this because it's easier to get residency, there's cheaper real estate, and it's pretty business-friendly there. So it's just one of those things where people are saying, where are the wealthy going? And there's a huge amount in Monte Carlo, but you're also seeing people, Dubai is becoming pretty competitive for that group of people. There's also the casino, You can take tours from 10 a.m. to 1 in the afternoon. There is a very strict dress code. I have not been inside the casino because usually I'm there for different events and I am not dressed to do that. I think you need like a suit jacket. There's a lot of things in the middle of the summer. You don't normally, like for me, if I'm in Nice traveling to Monte Carlo, I wouldn't be dressed normally as as a tourist to go into the casino. So you have to really plan for that. Also, you can visit the palace. It's the home of the oldest monarchy. They've been there since 1297, and you can tour the state rooms when the royal family's away. There's a lot of pretty gardens, and one of them is the Garden of Exotic, and it has lush vegetation. It has over 7,000 varieties of succulents and amazing views over the ocean and the harbor. They also have a contemporary art gallery, um, Le Nouveau Museum National, so you could visit that. And then lastly, I want to point out here the Hercules Harbor, and that is the gorgeous marina that can hold a very large number of very large yachts. And you actually can rent yachts in Monaco. They rent from around 200000 to $1 million a week. And it's it's actually big business because there's so many events being held in Monaco that a lot of companies also rent them. And they use them, you know, kind of to entertain customers and things like that. So it's not just wealthy people. It's also a way that companies do business. It's one of the best marinas in the whole world. So I want to end Monaco on talking about some of the amazing events that take place in Monaco. And some of these are worth planning your travel around. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Grand Prix. So 
The Grand Prix is in May every year in Monaco, and I've been twice. It's absolutely amazing. I did not plan very well the first time I went, and I'm not a huge Grand Prix fan. I I didn't really know um, what to do. Um, I was told, oh, you'll never get to go. There was a lot of negative. Every time I told people I was going to go to Monaco for the Grand Prix and I didn't have a ticket, I, I got some negative comment. But let me tell you, I showed up. And there was plenty of tickets. And you don't even have to sit in the grand stands. You can sit in a restaurant. There was people renting out their condos or their apartments. So for 500 euro, there was a lot of young men together. And they were spending 500 euro and getting a balcony to watch the Grand Prix. And they could bring their own alcohol and snacks and whatever. So it was just a really fun atmosphere. And in the streets, there's food stalls set up. There was live music. And and what we ended up doing is we ended up paying to go into a restaurant that was basically like 50 feet from the starting line. And we were able to watch the day before and the day of the race. And it was really exciting. The I think we paid about 500 euro. And it included like a croissant and coffee in the morning and then one meal. And it was a very casual place. So we got like a pizza or a pasta dish. But it was so exciting because when the cars took off, and I've gone two times. And the first time, between the two times I've gone to the Grand Prix, the motors have changed in the race cars. So the first time we went, the motors were so powerful that we were in this caged in spot which was right in front of the restaurant. And when the cars took off, they had like some large screen TVs on the wall. The TV actually blew off the wall and crashed. And it was terrible, but it was kind of exciting. That's how powerful the cars were. The second time, four years later, when we went back, we went to the same restaurant to watch the race. And the cars were definitely not as powerful. And you could tell a big difference. But what I can tell you is that you don't need a ticket. You can go to the Grand Prix, you can just enjoy the festivities, or you can find a way to watch the show, whether it's buy a ticket, whether it's go into a restaurant, or be creative and take up some of the people offering their condos and and watch it from a beautiful balcony above the streets of Monaco. The one thing I'm going to tell you, if I go back, and I hope I do, I want to go to the historic Grand Prix. One of the things we learned by talking to locals is that their favorite event is actually not the Grand Prix. It's the historic Grand Prix. And it's every two years, not every year. And it takes place about two weeks before the actual Grand Prix. And this is when all the old cars are raced and all the old race car drivers come back. So that's May. But if I look at the other months, June and July are full of art festivals. So if you love art, there's something going on always in June and July. July and August, there's a lot of concerts, even at the palace and at the opera house. Lots of wonderful concerts. I was there in July once, and I went to an international horse show. That must not be annual. That must be, you know... It must move destinations, but I have never seen horses like this. I did not grow up in the horse circles, and I really don't know them that well, but I will tell you, they had dumped 
millions of pounds of sand all over the harbor and these beautiful horses were just with their owners walking around and they were talking to people and it was really exciting i mean you could see some of the the events they had they were jumping and doing some other things too there were some contests but there was a lot of interaction at that horse show that was really amazing september is the yacht show the monaco yacht show and i've heard it's one of the best in the world November, they have a huge jazz festival and a big charity run where you can actually run through the streets of Monaco. And then Christmas, they have lots of holiday events and and Christmas markets. So even though this is the smallest country that I can probably cover in this podcast, I did want to point out to you, there's a lot of amazing things to do. Whether you choose to stay in Monaco or stay somewhere else like Nice and visit Monaco, I think that you will absolutely have a fantastic time. I think Monaco is a bucket list destination. It has some type of magic to it. You think of old world Hollywood and glamour, and I think it's definitely worth putting on your list, and I hope that you get there someday. And stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia.